precious truma and tetzave. Uh, we were uh, told uh, to, to make the mishkan and the kleha mishkan and the big day kahuna. And the Torah continues in Parshish Kisisa with the mitzvah of Machsis HaShekel that should be collected from every Ben Esrim Shon of Amalo. And from these Shkolim, we will bring the Karbonist Sibur in the Mishkan. Then the Torah talks about making the Shem HaMishcha, with which uh, we're going to be Moshech, the Klei HaMikdosh, and the Koyanim. And then we the Torah talks about preparing the Ketoris. Then uh, the Torah talks about Shabbos, and that's also connected with the story of the Mishkan, as Rashi says, that the 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 Shabbos Alti Doche Miponeho. In other words, so this is also coming in the context of Malekas Amishkan. But then Abruptly, suddenly, before Moshe Rabbeinu has a chance to organize the people uh, for the Binyan HaMishkin, everything falls apart. Not only that, I mean, I say we don't really know what the uh, Geita Egel was about, but uh, we do know that this this sin is considered the sin of all sins that uh, changed the course of our history. Nothing will ever be the same. As Chazal say, if the Luchas wouldn't have been broken, we would have learned Torah and we wouldn't forget. We would have Cherus Min HaGoliath. Everything changed until the end of days. We're uh, correcting, correcting this sin. You know, Chazal say that every generation pays its part for the Chet HaEgel. But nevertheless, in spite of the fact that the Cheito Eagle caused the Lachora irreversible damage, our connection with Torah and our relationship with the Rabbi Shalom will never be the same as it was until the end of days. But in Pshute Shil Mikra, we really don't see it. Adarab, Moshe Rabbeinu Davins, for Klal Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu accepts his tefillah, and we get the Luchas once again. We get the Luchas once again. But not only that, immediately afterwards, the Torah continues from exactly the point that we uh, were at. In other words, the Pashas of Ayakel and Pikudei talk about the uh, actual carrying out of the commandments that were given in Parshas Truma and Parshas Tzavah and Parshas Kisisa. That means it's not, it's not so clear if this was the chronological order of events. The Ramban in the beginning of Ayakil holds that it is. That the Chet Eagle was where it appears in the Seder HaParshas. If the Moshe Rabbeinu was told to make the Mishkan and tell Klal Yisrael to do so in Parshas Truma Tetzave and Kisisa, and before it was actually done in Parshas Vayakel and Pikude, that's when the Cheto Egel took place, as it appears in the Seder HaToyret. Rashi in our Parsha Lamed Aleph Ches, says, Ein Muchtem Umu'uche the Maisa HaEgel, Rashi says, was 
Koidim Litsivui Malekes Amishkon Yomim Rabim. So the real order is that the Egel came before Pasha's Truma. The the principle of Emukdim Mukabatari is based on the fact that Torah is not uh, a book of history. It's uh, it's Torah is a safer of hurrah of instruction. So the Seder of Torah is really a Seder of instruction. So that I say, if according to the Ramban, we need to understand the Seder that things happen, all the more so according to Rashi, we need to understand what the Torah is coming to teach us by putting the Egel in between Parshish Truma Tetzava and the beginning of Kisiso and Vayako Pikude. I mean, what's the meaning of inserting the Egel over here? So I think the simple message, Mustama, and the most basic message is that uh, true, we we failed and we failed miserably. But uh, even when somebody fails in the worst possible way, he shouldn't get stuck. You know, immediately after the Chaitego, we pick up from where we left off. Where were we holding? We were holding by the Tzivui to make a Mishkan. And Vayakel Moshe has called us Bnei Yisrael Vayoyim Aleim Zehadover Shetzivah Hashem Lasseis. You know, in the Yerushalmi, in the, the end of Peah, the, there's a there's a very um, beautiful illustration of this idea, because the Yerushalmi says that Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlokish went to in, to bathe in the Chametzveria, Hogaboyin Chad Miskein, some uh, poor person we met them on the way into the Merchots. And he said to them, Zechoin be, be zoiche to do a mitzvah with me. In other words, give me tzedakah. Amrulei ki chazrun. We'll give you when we come out of the bit. So the Yerushalmi goes on that uh, when they came out, they found him, he was laying there dead. So we can only imagine what that did to Rabbi Yechen and Rashlokish. I mean, they postponed giving him tzedakah and the they come out of the Merchats and uh, he died the uh, of hunger. But the Yerushalmi tells us, Amru, Since we weren't Zoyche to do a mitzvah with him, Bechayov, in other words, we didn't give him Tzedakah while, while he was alive, Let's take care of him now that he's dead. And um, they, they, they started... Uh, is trying to uh, to be kaiver him. They're, they're going to bury him. They're going to bury him. So, I mean, it seems like a very cold-blooded response. I mean, they just uh, almost killed somebody, right? I mean, he, he, they, they didn't give him the tzedakah and he died. And now they say, okay, so we weren't Zoycha Bechayov. Let's be Zoycha Mitzvah. Let's bury him. I mean, that's their response. And then it says what happened, Kimetaplun Bey, as they were preparing him for burial, Ashkechun kis molei dinrin tolui bay. They found that he had a a purse full of, a wallet full of dinrin. Uh, so he wasn't poor, he was a rich man. He was just pretending to be poor. Amru, hadad amr bavo amr baloza. This is what rebavo amr baloza said. Tzrichin anu lahachzik toive leramoim shebohen. We should be thankful to those uh, ramoim Amongst the Aniim, the, the, the people that pretend to be Aniim, she lule ramoin she behind, hoyo echo tevez, dokem in Adam, voloi nice and loy, miad nenash. 
So we would be guilty. But what is this story coming to tell us? How, how are we supposed to understand this cold-blooded response that when they see that he's dead, they say, okay, so we didn't give him Zedakah when he was alive. Let's bury him. I think the idea is that even if somebody failed, and maybe even Dafka when a person failed, he's not supposed to stop. In other words, remorse is very important. I mean, uh, the tshuva, he'll need to do. But the first thing is to do what needs to be done now. If somebody's failure in the past will cause him to become paralyzed and not be able to do what needs to be done now, so that's Avera, Goireres Avera. Yeah, so that's not a tshuva. That's Hoisofas Chet Pesha. So Rabbi Yechon the first thing is that they're going to do what needs to be done now. They're going to deal with the past later. But right now, the man needs to be buried. In other words, Avada, we shouldn't uh, move on as nothing happened. It needs to be dealt with. The past needs to be dealt with. But first of all, we have to move forward and do now what needs to be done now. In this particular case, it uh, was Nisbarat or Lokish. By after they 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 made sure not to get stuck, it became clear that they weren't Nichshelmi Karadimilsa. They nothing, nothing even happened. The man didn't die because of them. Obviously, it's not always so, right? Some some sometimes we 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 are Nichshel and it's a real Kishaloin. But the message is a message for everyone that has a mid-shoil, everyone that fails, that he has to make sure that the failure should not paralyze him and shouldn't bring him to fail again and again. And he should continue to do what needs to be done. So it could be that that's why the Torah puts the story of the eagle between the Tzivu Mishkan and the actual building of the Mishkan. In other words, that in spite of the fact that in the second half of Parashat Kisisa, everything turns upside down, but... In the beginning of Parshish Vayakil, Moshe Rabbeinu picks up exactly where he left off because whatever happened, happened. We have to continue to do what needs to be done. But this is not all. After the Chait, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Leich Alei Mizeh. Go ascend from here. Yeah, Leich Alei Mizeh. Ato v'ha'om asheheh, Lisa Meheres Mitzrayim, Elo Oretz HaShenishbati L'Avram L'Yitzra Kuliyakrev, etc. So what's Alei Mizeh? Rashi says, Eretz Yisrael, Gevoy HaMikolo Arot. So he says, Eretz Yisrael is uh, the highest place in on the globe. L'kach Nemar Alei. Therefore, the Torah uses the term Alei, ascend. Okay, then Rashi says, Dovar Acher, another Pshat. Pesha Omar Loi B'Shas HaKas. Leich Raid. Since the Rabbi Nishalom said to Moshe Rabbeinu, before he told him to descend, now he tells him to ascend. So according to the second pshat, we're not just saying ascend from here in the geographical sense, but it also has a meaning of ascend from here or from this, mizeh. Ascend from this in the spiritual sense. Leich alei mizeh, which means that the setback really 
created new opportunities for growth. Lech alei mizeh. As we will see in the Psukim right afterwards, it says, V'shilachti lefonecha maloch, V'geirashti esaknani, Ho'emori, V'achiti, V'aprizi, etc. El eretz zovas cholov udvosh, Ki loy ale bekir b'cho, Ki loy ale bekir b'cho, Ki amkshe yorefot ha'penacholcho baderech. Penacholcho baderech. So Rashi says, El eretz zovas cholov udvosh, I'm telling you to bring them up to the Eretz Zava Since I'm not going to ascend Bekir Becho, the Rabbi Shalom is saying, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu is removing himself from Klal Yisrael. I will not ascend among you. So that's the Pashto Pshat. But you know, the Targum Unculus, the Targum Unculus says, I will not remove my Shechina from among you. As if it would say in the Pasuk, Kiloi Ele Mikir Becho. But it doesn't say that. It says, Kiloi Ele Bikir Becho. Which means, I will not ascend among you. I mean, so, it's obvious that this is a negative statement, Kiloi Ele Bikir Becho. As it says in the next Pasuk, Vayishma Ha'omad Esadover Haraze, Vayisabolu, Vuloishosu Ish Edyoyolov. Rashi says, what's the Dover Hora? She'ein Ashkina Shoiro Umahaleches Imam. So how does the Targum teach Kiloy Ela Bekir Becho in a positive sense? Arei loy asalek shchinosi mi beinoin mi beineichoin. So it's 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 quite astounding. I have to admit the Ramban says become a mekaimis that the derech of onkelis is to be mafarish the inyan and not the tevois. It's not a literal translation. But it's a pirush ha'inyan, ha'inyan. No, but savada the 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 little literal translation is loy ela bekerbecha that Hakadosh Baruch Hu will not ascend amongst that among them. And on the surface, this is talking bad news. By Yishma ha'omes adavar azeh, es adavar arazeh ve'yisabolu. But there's also good news over here. The targum is telling us in the pirush ha'inyan. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu will continue to lead us in a way, in a way that it will be long lasting. In other words, if the the Hakadosh Baruch Hu will ascend among us, so it won't last because it'll come to zam, as Rashi says, because of our misbehavior, because of our being an amkshayorif. But Dafke, if he'll lead us in a more concealed way. It'll be long-lasting. That is the Pirush Inyan. The Pirush Inyan, the Pirush Tevis is Loyela Bekerbecha. But the Pirush Inyan is Loya Salik Shechinosimi Beinachon. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to lead you in a way that it'll be, will have a long-lasting relationship. And Bamas Hazoi Vaisleis in the Targum Yonis of the Targum Yonis of Menesil, it says, Arum 
It's impossible for me to remove my shechina from you. Baran, lo However, my covet will not be shore in there. So in other words, it really means both. It means I will not be among them, but I will lead them in a way that that uh, it'll be long-lasting. And that's the Hini Yonechi Sheleach Maloch Lefanecha. And you know, immediately afterwards it says, Moshe Yikach Esa Oihel. Rashi already makes the connection between Moshe's removing his oil and putting it mechutz lamachene, and what Hakadosh Baruch Hu said, ki loy So it would seem that Moshe Rabbeinu's taking his oil and putting it outside the machene also has a dual meaning. In the end of the parasha, we learn that when Moshe Rabbeinu comes down from the mountain, Koran or Ponov, right? The skin of his face became radiant to the point that Vayiru Migeshes Elov, they, they fear to approach him. And therefore, Vayitain Al Ponov Masve, he placed a mask on his face. But when did he have the mask on his face and when did he remove the mask? So if you look in the Pesukim, you see that when he came to talk to the Eden, he removed the mask. Only when he finished talking to them, he put the mask back on. It should be punk fakir. I mean, when he's talking to them, I mean, they're afraid of his, they're afraid of looking at his face. So when he's talking to them, he should put on the mask. When he's not talking to them, there's no reason for him to wear the mask. But over here we see punk fakir, that when is he wearing the mask? When he's not talking to them, when he's talking to them, he's not wearing the mask. So the Binova Itim, you know, it's a classic Drush Sefer from the Baal Gidule Truma, the Rebazaria Figo. So he says that the Masve was really in order to preserve the Vayiru Migeshes Elov. He says if they would see him all the time, they would be, get used to it. And they would lose that awe. But therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu wears the mask only when he's talking to them. He takes it off. But otherwise, they can't see him because they, they, they can't see the coroner upon him in order that that hergish should not get lost. So it would seem that all this is connected to the new type of leadership that 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 uh, comes into being after the Cheta Egel. In other words, we won't be we won't be overexposed. To Moshe Rabbeinu, Vayosim al of Masve, and only the Mavakesh Hashem will go out to the Moshe's oil, which is Michutzla Machene. He's not so available anymore. And Kaviyachol the Rabbeinu Shalom says, Kiloi Ele Bekirbucho. The divine presence also won't be so open, won't be so, uh, so goloi won't be so felt. In other words, the Hester Ponim, the concealment of Moshe Rabbeinu's face and Kaviyochel the Rabbeinu Shalom's face creates a space for self-effort. 
El Oyel Moed. Yeah, so so the it's Aleich Alei Mize. That Bemis you can you can ascend from this. The 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 kiloi which says in, in the next Pasik, is is because Dafke, the loy elebekirbacha enables an aliyah. It enables that Mize we will be able to reach greater heights. We can grow from the failure. You know that Ibn Ezra in this week's Pasha brings in the name of Hagoin. Hagoin Mestama is the Ripsaji Goin, but I'm not sure. I think usually it's Ripsaji Goin, but anyway, he brings in the name of Hagoin that the second Luchas were Nichbodim Min Hari Shoinim. What's Nichbodim? Nichbodim. More dignified, more 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 covered. I don't know how to translate that into uh, into English. But the Ibn Ezra says it's impossible. I mean, the Rishonim, the Luchas, the first Luchas, not only was the Michtov Michtov Eloikim, but the Luchas themselves, the tablets, were Maase Eloikim. Whereas, as far as the second Luchas are concerned, it says that only the Michtov was Michtov Eloikim. But the uh, luach Moshe Rabbeinu made so lecho shnei luchos avonim kerishonim. So how can the goyim say that the luchos hashniim are nichbodim min arishonim? So asks the Ibn Ezra. You know the the the, the, the truth is the the goyim that's quoted quoted in the Ibn Ezra. He he says that in seven ways. The second luchas are more nichbod than the rishonim, and the fourth of the seven is he says that the luchas, the first luchas, were michtav elokim and maisa elokim, whereas the second luchas were only michtav elokim, but it was maisa yedei moshe. So this thing that the Ibn Ezra says makes it impossible to say that the second luchas are more nichbod. The Goyen actually says this as a reason for why the second Luchas are more nichbod than the because Moshe Rabbeinu made them. So what does he mean to say? Because Kavod, Kavod comes through self-effort. You can't force Kavod. I mean, if, if you force somebody to give you Kavod, it's not a Kavod Bechlal. Kavod only comes about through the self-effort of the Mechabed. And therefore, the Luchas Rishonim and the whole Maimed Harsinai Lachatzchila was Kafa Aleim Haikigigis. The Luchas Rishonim, which were totally the Rabbi Shalom's doing, so there's no COVID. The Luchas Shniim, where Moshe Rabbeinu's self effort is involved, Psol Lacho, Shnei Luchas Avonim Korishonim, that's Nichbod Minha Rishonim. Salderach, there's a Gemara in Chulin Daf Samach. That says Yehichvoid Hashem Lo'olam. When was that said? Yehichvoid Hashem Lo'olam. When the Deshoim were Nosu Kalvachomer Ba'atzmam by the Maaseberishes that they should come out Leminoi Kalvachomer from the Eitzim. So, so in any case, you see that self-effort is what brings about COVID. So you know 
by the Luchas Shniim, it says in the beginning of of of, of Kapitel Lamed Dalit, Vayoyim Hashem Al Moshe Psal Lachos Shnei Luchas Avodim Kori Shoyim Vegoyim Vehayei Nochayin Laboike Vaholisa Baboike El Hasi Nai Vegoyim Veish Loi Yale Imach Vegam Ish Al Yero Becholoh. So Rashi says Veish Lo Yale Imach Hari Shoyinos. Al yidei shahoyu b'tshuos v'koylois v'kehilo sholto ba'ehen ayin horo. Ain l'choyofa minatsnitz. As to say that the luchas, the first luchas were broken because they were get, given so publicly and, and with such fanfare. And ain l'choyofa minatsnitz, the luchas shniyin, in order that they should last, they were given b'tsniyus v'ish loy yale imoch. Exactly what ayin hara means, we we don't obviously know. But according to what we're saying, it could be that the the drama of the koilus and brokim of the first luchis was really a, a a divine revelation in a measure that doesn't leave room for denial, right? It didn't leave room for personal effort, and then. We're totally dependent on the revelation. And when Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't appear exactly when we expected him to appear, so we can't deal with the loyodanu mahoyaloy. Everything collapses. And the luchas have to be broken. That's because we were overly over-dependent on revelation. Therefore, the second luchas are given betzino. It's not so revealed. There's a need to be mishtadl, psal And then such luchas have a kiyom. Such luchas are long-lasting. And this uh, corresponds with what uh, we know from the Yerushalmi in uh, Shkolim, Perik Vav, that the uh, Beis Alevi is marich about, that if not for Shvira Saluchas, we would have been, we would have had all of Torah Bixav. There would be no Torah Shabal Peh. And it's only because of Shvir Saluchis that we have Torah Shabachsav and Torah Shabal Peh. Now, what's Torah Shabal Peh all about? Torah Shabal Peh is all about a Torah that we have to reveal with our own efforts. It's not so clear. It's not so obvious. It's not so apparent. I mean, the Dvar Hashem and Torah Shabal Peh is, is something that we're still trying to figure out. Yeah, so, so Mamela, that's the, the 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 mila of 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 the concealment of Torah that 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 brings us that creates the space for self effort. You know, there's a machlokes rishonim. If only on Shabbos there's an neshama yisera, or also on Yontif, there are those that show that that prove that from the fact that we don't make a birches besamim on yisera And you know, rishonim say. Um, it's not clear where in Chazal there's a source for this, but in Rishonim it says that the Birches HaPsamim comes at, to give us Chizuk at the time that we lose the Neshama Yisera. So they say that if we don't make, we don't smell B'Samim HaMaitzor Yom Tiv, that Lechera shows that only on Shabbos there's a Neshama Yisera, and on Yom Tiv there's no Neshama Yisera. But Lefizeh, so Lechera Maitzor Shabbos that goes into Yom Tiv, since on Shabbos there's an Hashem Yisera and on Yom Tov there's no Hashem Yisera, we should 
we should smell besamim mitzvah Shabbos that goes into Yontif, but we don't smell besamim on Shabbos that goes into Yontif. So Taisus and the Rashbam in Psachim say that from the fact that we don't smell besamim on mitzvah Shabbos that goes into Yontif, we see that on Yontif there's also an Ashama Yisera. And that's why mitzvah Shabbos that goes into Yontif, we don't make a Bechaz besamim. But the question is, so why on Moitzoi Yomtiv don't we make a Birchis Habsamit? So in the Sefer Amunu Bitochen, that's Meyuchis to the Ramban, Berich of Aleph, he says that there is a Neshama Yisera in Yomtiv, but the Neshama Yisera of Yomtiv never goes away. And therefore, we don't make a Birchis Besamim on Moitzoi Yomtiv. So what's that supposed to mean? I mean, we've avada the Kedusha of Shabbos is a greater Kedusha than the Kedusha of Yomtiv. The Kedusha of Shabbos is a Mechaif Skila. If you're Mechalel Shabbos, Yomtiv is only a lav. Shabbos is also in all Malachis. Yomtiv is only, uh, Yomtiv is Mote Malachis of Eichel Nefesh. So why would we say that the Neshama Yaseir of Yomtiv is somehow more powerful and it doesn't go away after Yomtiv? So the Shem Mishmuel brings in several places in the name of his father, the Avnei Nezer, as the B'Shah is like this, Shabbos is Mekatshe V'Kaim. Shabbos happens on its own. Every seventh day is Shabbos. Shabbos is a Matona. As the Gemara says in Shabbos Dafyud, Matona Achas Yeshli Bebeis Gnozai V'Shabbos Shmo. He says a Matona in a Sarusa Vila Eila, an awakening from above, is only, only exists while it's here. As soon as it's over, it's over. I mean, a matana, when you have it, you have it, it's taken back, it's taken back. So so he says, whereas Yomtiv, Yomtiv is the Chisroel, the Kachin Ulezman. Yomtiv comes about through Kiddush Bezden. In Yomtiv, we play a role in making Yomtiv into Yomtiv. And therefore, since it comes through self-effort, since it comes through Isarusa de la Sata, an awakening from beneath, so then we have a Kenyan in the Kedusha. Then it becomes something that we can hold on to even when the Yomtiv is over. That's why the Neshama Yaseir of Yomtiv is long-lasting. So this is really the same difference between the Luchas Rishonim and the Luchas Shniim. The Luchas Rishonim, which were a Matana, which were Michtav Elohim and Maisa Elohim, the, so, so they went to Shtabru. Whereas the second Luchas, the second Luchas that Moshe Rabbeinu was Psal Lecho, that came about through the Tshuva of Klal Yisrael, the Salachti Kedvarecho, those Luchas we can hold on to forever. You know, there's Kamari Shainim that say that even though we bask in the Gdushari Shainim of Eretz Yisrael, was Kitschel Lashait of Eloi Kitschel Asid Lavoi, that the Gdushar was over when the Golas came. Nevertheless, the Kedusha Shnir is Kitschel Shaita. The Kitschel Asid Lavai, the Kedusha Shnir doesn't go away. So, you know, we may Yeshua Kibusha Oretz was with Nisim Gluyim against the 31 kings. But we may Ezra, the, 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 the Kedusha Shnir came about through, uh, was, was, was an Aliyah that was done, uh, it was uh, the effort of the Jews and with the Rishyoin Haumois, without Nisim Gluyim. As the Gemara says in Brachas Davdalid, but Dafka, the second Kedusha, which came about without Nisim Gluyim, which involved more of our efforts, that Kedusha lasts forever. Whereas the first Kedusha, 
which was with Nisim Gluyim. So that's, uh, it's only, it, it's, it, it only lasts as long as it lasts. So that's the Lech Alei Mizeh. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe after the Chet Eagle that you can actually transform the Lech Raid Kishiches Amcho, go descend. You can transform that into a Lech Alei Mizeh. Go ascend from here or from this. The, the failure created new opportunities. Now we can build a relationship from far. Now we can build a connection that will be everlasting. The Rambam says in Hilchus Tshuva, which means that the more effort, because because the the balei tshuva so the pshat is that it requires more effort, and the the more effort, the greater the person. That's the makushu balei tshuva imdim. You know we say heima karu v'nafolu v'anachnu kamnu v'nesoydon. So they dropped to their knees and they fell, but we, what about us? We arose. Vanis oidod, and we were invigorated. So, 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 what's the pshat? Vaisoy said we also fell. <laughs> Obviously, we also fell because we say vanachnu kamnu, we arose. So, so we, we also fell. So, the difference between the us and the them is not that they fell and we didn't fall. We also fell. The difference is hey, mokorovenafolu. They dropped to their knees and they fell, and that's the end of the story. I mean, they despaired. We arose. If we arose, we can even reach a madrega of anisoidah to become invigorated. So Rabbi Yechner is sluggish. I mean, when they moved forward, it became, it became clear that the past never happened. I mean, he wasn't a poor man. He didn't die because of them. But everyone who has the ability to move forward, right, is it could give new meaning to the past. Klal Yisrael moves forward after the Chet HaEgel and they continue immediately with Vayakal Moshe. And, 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 and in this way, they, they turn the breakdown into a breakthrough. In other words, from here on, from here on, we have a different type of relationship with Torah, with the Rabbein Shalom, but it's an everlasting relationship. And this is really the tikkun hasholim that comes uh, that comes about only through the avoda of the post cheta egel relationship. Okay, Rabbi Sai, Having said that, I uh, wish you all a good Shabbos.